Do you believe in your business and want it to grow quicker? Make more sales, scale the business? Yeah, me too. I just love helping women in business and I want your business to be the best it can possibly be. You can expect truthful accounts of the highs and lows of business, struggles, traumas, epic highlights and priceless moments. I'll be sharing how this busy mum scaled a business from a local class in a village hall to 60 franchisees internationally. So let's get started. I'm Charlie Day and you're listening to the Entrepreneurs Growth Club podcast. Hello, everybody. I have got Ria Carroll on the show today, and Ria runs Riri's Boutique. And a funny story about me and Ria, we actually went to drama school together, and we haven't spoken to each other for a good 10 years, even though she just lives down the road from me. Um, so this might turn up into one big chat. Who knows? But welcome, Ria, to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Charlie. I'm so excited to have this chat. So tell me everything, because obviously I haven't seen you for so long. Tell me how you got into what you do. Tell our listeners what you do. And yeah, tell, tell us everything. So um, we've been doing or running Riri's now for six years. Um, I set up, I think a little bit by um, a stroke of luck uh, all those years ago obviously as you know we trained to to go into drama of some sort and life leads you down a different path um, but I'd always had a dream of having a dress shop but it wasn't the plan the plan was acting um, so after a few years obviously of, of not acting so much um, I saved up um, some money to buy a house and I just said to, to my parents I said you know what if the perfect shop comes up in Billericay I'm just going to gamble all my savings and set up a shop because back then there was you could never get a, a, a shop in Billericay High Street so then the very next day we went up the high street mum and I for a coffee and as we come out of the um, coffee shop we, we went to the estate agent window and we stood there looking at flats for myself then and as we stood there they put the advert for the shop into their shop window and it was one of those like moments my mum grabbed my arm she was like what did you say yesterday and obviously at the time when I said it, it was kind of a little bit off the cuff and a little bit like oh you know what um but it did feel quite fatey so we went in and had a little look at the shop yes um the day after sorry with my dad and then after that I went home that night I said to my dad oh my god I don't know what I'm going to do I, I don't know anything about running a business I've, I've hadn't even worked in a shop or retail or anything um what do I do and he said oh Rhea, the shop's gone." And I, I knew in that moment, I knew that like I just hadn't jumped in straight away and I thought, oh my God, I should have done it. Um, I was so angry with myself. And then um, my dad said to me, oh, sorry, I forgot to say that I said yes to the shop for you. The shop is yours. <laughs> so that was it. We opened sort of four or five weeks later. We got in really quickly, set up and very, very quickly become a prom shop. We was, we was planning to do prom. Uh, as part of the business but that sort of took over really quickly and then ever since then we've we've gone more and more into prom and now I think basically we are known as Riri's prom shop so that was basically how it all started and as I say I think it's it was definitely fate that that drew me into it obviously I wasn't destined for uh, stardom <laughs> you say that though I think that I've got this theory, okay, that people who have trained as a, some sort of performing artist have mm -hmm. that like 
motivation and that ambition inside them so that they actually make really good entrepreneurs? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to agree with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe, you know, we, when we were in, in theatre school, we were just training to be entrepreneurs. Yeah, well, brilliant. All that money didn't go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously we're recording a podcast now, so you're using your skills. But are, are there any other times where you think, actually, you do have quite transferable skills having oh, gone to drama yeah. school? Definitely. My parents always say that that's, they say the same as you. That was the reason that I did that training. Cause when I set up, I was only 25 and I had to go to all these big exhibitions and go to speak to designers and approach them and sort of sell myself uh, as a, as a business to be able to get some of the really uh, exclusive labels that we've got. And, you know, it was drawing on that uh, acting uh, training to sort of put on a front and pretend that I knew that I was talking about but I had absolutely no idea so <laughs> I've just learned that as, as we've gone along <laughs> I love that and obviously there's loads of video content out there now so all of that sort of stuff doesn't phase you at all no no we've um just recently launched our YouTube channel sort of a real new avenue for me but I kind of thought that we get so many girls ask us questions about colours of the dresses or what should they wear or what should they do. And um, I just thought I'd answer it all in, in, in videos. Um, and um, yeah, it's slowly picking up, but we have a lot of girls that actually watch them and they message me saying, can you do a video on this? Can you do a video on that? So over the next few months, I will, um, I'm hoping to do one YouTube video per week. Would you have any advice for somebody who was growing their audience? Um, I think for me, what's um, been quite beneficial is posting regularly um, and um, varied as well. Like obviously uh, every dress I try and put up would be a different colour from the last one. You know, just targeting them at the right audience, I think, is um, is key. But yeah, I'm, I'm not a pro at Instagram. I think it has naturally quite developed for me over the years with just girls wanting to, to look at prom dresses. So uh, and we have a lot of prom dresses. There you go. Your target market is all over Instagram and it's really visual. So you set out on your entrepreneurial journey, launching Riri's Boutique. You didn't really have a clue what you were doing, but you were good at blagging it. Yeah. Talk us through that journey. What has been the hardest thing about it? What's been the best thing about it? Tell me it all. Oh God. Um, so yeah, like you say, I actually did have no idea when I set out. Um, luckily for me, my dad was quite business minded. So when it come down to the figurey types and all anything that was very, you know, um, boring, I yeah. always had my dad to turn to, you know, the VATs, the taxes, the stuff like that. So um, that side of it, um, I've been very lucky. But uh, as far as the prom side of things, that was just a learning curve. And over the years, I've spent thousands of pounds on dresses that never sell, sold, excuse me. Um, so, you know, and that is just a case of you learn what you buy as you go along. Certain styles suit certain girls, certain colours suit certain skin types. Um, but that's all, that's all part of the journey. It's all part of learning. I'd like to think that before um, drama school, I, I, I quite liked my fashion. So I think I kind of had an idea of that side of things. But definitely with the buying and running a business and you know all of the more um businessy side of things i had to learn as we went along i think that is true for everyone though isn't it everyone is learning every single day and developing their skills and honing them and you're going to get some stuff wrong and miraculously you'll get some stuff right and you'll think how did i do that but i did <laughs> so <laughs> that's the fun of it all isn't it 
definitely. Um, we've had some highs and we've had some, you know, one, one year we had a bit of a disaster. We basically bought some dress bags from the company that we were always buying dress bags from, but they'd obviously made them slightly differently. So um, after four or six weeks of a dress being in a bag, all the dresses in the bags were discolouring. <laughs> So, you know, we, we had that year was right before prom um, and we didn't know that, but when the customers were coming with trying on the dresses, we were like, oh my God, that's, oh, but you know, I thought that year my business was over uh, and luckily, you know, we just managed to sort out everyone. There was dresses available in stock for all the customers that dresses were affected. The company obviously let us know as soon as they did, but that could have been completely end game for us. But, you know, I, I believe massively in the secret and that if you believe something enough that, you, you know, everything will be all right. And I think that's purely down to, you know, just trying not to panic at things like that and just being like, it's fine. Let's sort it. We'll, we'll, we'll we will sort it by hook or by crook. That's what I always say. Yeah, absolutely. So what's been your biggest high in business? I guess um, a couple of years ago, I won um, highly commended Young Entrepreneur of the Year. That was um, a lovely moment just to get a little bit of recognition. So yeah, that, that's probably been my highlight. Um, not so related to the business, but I was also Miss England um, in China. Um, and I represented my country in front of uh, 74 other, well, with 74 other countries. And I got to wear uh, lots of the dresses from my shop. Oh, wow. um, and then when I, I was awarded best dress, that was also, you know, it, it obviously not so much about the business, but it was part of it. And um, for, for uh, any kind of pageantry, you have to have a sponsor. You have to have a business that sponsor you. So I sponsored myself. So I was sponsored by Riri's. Um, so it was, it was a, a bit of a advertising move for me, but it, it paid off really well. And I just got to see a country that I'd never thought I'd ever go to and, uh, you know, met so many people from different parts of the world it was it was a really amazing time so they've probably been my highlights it's interesting isn't it because you say that it's not related but they're all sort of interlinked aren't they in and often we do things for our businesses that are maybe not that closely related but actually you want to just get seen and you know that visibility is so important and getting out there so yeah. I think it is linked really yeah, I mean, and even when I entered pageantry, the first round you have to be selected as Miss Essex and then you have to go to the UKs and then you get picked. So for me, even when I just sort of entered the first round, I thought, oh, I'll just do this for, you know, see where it goes. It'd be a good business move. And then when I was on the stage um, in China, in Shenzhen, in a theatre that had like 10,000 people in it, I was wearing this bright lemon um, monokini that we were all told to wear. And, uh, you know, I was stood there in this the disastrous monokini shaking in my boots thinking why the hell have I done this <laughs> this was a really stupid idea but then there was also the drama school side of me that was thinking this is the like you know the absolute nuts <laughs> <laughs> but we always used to do that didn't we whenever we used to just about to go on stage we'd always regret ever you know every time right really you're next I think oh my god why am I here I hate drama and then as soon as you go on stage you go oh actually I do love that's why I'm at drama school <laughs> And that's why when when it comes to like the secret and things like that I yeah. think you know you can visualize crazy things can't you because you've yeah. you've done crazy things I mean let's just talk about some of the crazy things that we've done because I <laughs> we're going off topic but I genuinely think people will be interested so one thing that we had to do was pretend to be animals which okay that's fairly standard for drama school 
you have to pretend to be an animal. And we did that in a hall for a while. And then one day they said, we're going to take it outside to the park. So then we've got like 20 something drama students in a park pretending to be an animal. In bushes as people walk past, like in behind shrubs. So as you walk through the park, they all of us jump out. Yeah. Amazing. What animal were you? I was a vulture. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. That's... So if someone walks into a, your shop to buy a prom dress, can you see from what shape they are and their colouring and stuff like that? Like if I were to walk in, you'd be like, Charlie, go for the navy yeah. blue. Yeah, yeah, generally um, we get a feeling straight away with what girls, um, or what we think we can put girls in. Um, we've seen all of them girls' shapes, sizes, colours throughout six years. And um, you get, we always ask the girls, what's your ideas? Tell me where your head is, what pictures you've got on your phone? Because we like to get into their head to see what, where they are thinking their prom dress journey is going to go. Um, but generally that's completely different to what we would put them in. So what, how we approach that is we always say like you show us what you like we will pick out dresses that are like the pictures that you showed us and then if you don't mind can we pick a few dresses out for you to try and um quite frequently um they try on theirs and then they're like oh i'm not sure i like this and i'm like okay i've got a dress for you and then they put it on and then their mums and their nans and like, oh my God, I never thought of putting you in green or, you know, whatever colour. And um, it opens up their eyes, but it also lets them experience um, it for themselves. They get to try on what they think they liked or what they thought they liked. Um, but yeah, that's what we're there for is to try. And we are quite hands-on as a, as a prom shop. I know um, we hear all different stories from different shops. Some shops sort of... Uh, don't help so much you have free reign some um pick for you uh we're like right in the middle uh, we let you um help yourself and then we we get involved quite heavily to try and you know make sure you find a dress that you feel incredible in because prom is all about feeling like a princess for a day and when there's you know 200 other girls in your year wearing prom dresses you've got to make sure that you love yours the most yeah absolutely you don't want anyone in the same dress do you and that's another thing we make sure because we're quite exclusive with our designers um, we have like a 50 mile radius on some of them uh, so you can't get that dress within 50 miles around which is great um, so we have a system in place that makes sure that when you buy a dress with us no one else from your school if they were to come into the shop can buy that dress in any color that's amazing do you know what I feel like you need this yes, is, I'm just going to predict it now, Ria. This is your next calling in life. Okay, tell me. It's going to be Towie meets Let's Say Yes to the Dress or whatever that program is. Yes, well, uh, it's funny you say that because we, we are in talks with um, a TV production series. This uh, is what you need. <laughs> it would go down so well though, wouldn't it? We were just saying how Essex love a bit of a prom. Yeah, yeah, we, we've been in talks with them for a few months um, and we're actually, I mean, this is the first, no one knows this yet, I've not even put this on my Instagram, but we are actually moving um, into a shop one, but next in the high street. Um, our shop's going to uh, increase its size by about seven times. Um, and we're also going into bridal. Oh my uh, gosh, I'm getting all the secrets here. 
we're also keeping our current shop um, as, a, as a sort of a prom outlet as well. So we're hoping that, you know, with the expansion, that we can cover all bases, all price ranges and um, going to bridal as well, which is really exciting for me because I'm going to be a bride soon too. Yes. So let's talk about that because <laughs> the way that you met your husband-to-be was quite unique. Am I, am I right in thinking? Yeah, I would say it's quite unique. Um, uh, and it's probably as close I've, as I've got to doing anything TV-ish. <laughs> <laughs> Tell our listeners how you met your husband to be. So um, I met um, Alex on a TV dating show called Personal Data. Um, it's on Channel 4 On Demand still, if anyone wants to watch it. <laughs> um, and basically it was a TV show um, where uh, they were trying to work out whether your friends knew you better than a computer. So uh, 10 girls went on a date with his two best friends. They picked the one that they thought was best for him out of the 10, and that was me. Uh, and then out of the other nine, um, a computer algorithm had to pick, you know, based on ticking boxes, we had to fill out lengthy forms. Um, uh, another girl that was, you know, his closest match to science or, you know. Um, and that's how we met, and um, we've been inseparable since. That is so cute. Yeah, so the friends knew pretty well. Yeah, yeah I bet you were like, thanks now. Thanks, <laughs> yeah, you exactly. can be best man. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was, it was a, a very good um, story piece. And uh, I think it's quite nice, actually, because lots of people go on first dates and they just have to remember them, whereas we can actually watch ours back over yeah. and over. That's so true. So I always ask three questions to everybody who I interview on my show. Um, so the first one is who inspires you? Um, okay, so um, it would be my mum. I know you probably hear it a lot, but um, she is... Uh, well, she's one of the craziest people I've ever met. I'm not sure if you've ever had the pleasure of meeting my mum. She's absolutely mental. But she I is... actually remember this one story about your mum when we both got a distinction in our dance exam and she was like, <laughs> down the phone. <laughs> yeah, that would be my mum. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, she's the most hardworking uh, woman I ever, ever met uh, or um, will meet. She obviously uh, runs a lovely home with my dad and my brother still. And when I was there, she would do absolutely anything for us. But she actually worked in Dagenham Market for years when she was my age. So when we set up the shop, she was always in the shop. And I learned so much from her. You know, we, we don't have sales techniques and we're not pushy and there's no pressure. But you do just learn from someone who you know gets the best and makes a customer feel really at home and she's she's just as far as being in the shop you know she's I put her on a pedal stool but she's also so so hard working that once she starts a job she cannot stop it so quite frequently I'll be um I'd have gone home she's like oh I just need to finish cleaning out this cupboard and then like four hours later my dad calls me like where's your mum like, oh she's not home yet he said no she sits at the shop and then when I go in the shop the next day, like the whole shop has been turned upside down, inside out, because she just cannot stop. She gets on a roll. I mean, she's 70 now and she still is in the shop until 10, 10.30 at night sometimes. I remember, I remember when I used to live at home, I, I come home on two occasions at like three or four in the morning, having been to like a club on a Friday or Saturday with my friends and they stay over because we both drunk together. And my mum was painting the front door at like three in the morning. And then on another occasion, she was doing some gardening and she'd put some lights out to finish something. 
like that's mental but you know to have that work ethic of just sort of like no i will get this done and that's what we you know i have learned that and I, i'm very much i'm very much um very proud of, of how hard working she is and you know she's never taken a penny off me either for being in the shop she's like no I, I love being here and I love seeing you be successful so I'm just doing it for you oh, that's so lovely and probably why you are the way you are because you've been brought up by parents like that who are so supportive of everything that you do yeah yeah definitely um, everybody who's in the entrepreneurs growth club knows how much I love a business book a personal development book I just absolutely love reading or listening on audible so i always ask anybody who i interview what is your favorite book that you've ever read i would, I would probably say that the secret is my um favorite book for making me stay focused and positive and i genuinely genuinely be believe over the years that that's completely changed my life um years ago i actually was desperate to read it everywhere i went to sort of buy it was sold out and i was hitting a real low point in my life um it was after drama school loads of auditions no 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 as you do expect obviously job here and there no boyfriend sort of just living for the weekend and just I just got myself into such a, a bad place and then I got an audition for uh, the Coca-Cola Olympic torch relay and um, I, I got went to my first audition on the way back I went to the WH Smith uh, to get a magazine for on the way home but in the magazine rack someone had put a copy of The Secret <gasps> so even that I thought was like oh that's weird so I bought it and then I got on the train and then I put my headphones in and people said to me with the secret it's a bit repetitive it's a little bit you know fluffy um and but I thought to myself if I'm going to read it I'm going to read it and I'm going to live by it because unless you devote yourself to it there's no point it's sort of you you, you have to go all guns blazing with it so I put my music in and then a Coldplay song come on I can't remember the life of me but I remember thinking that's so weird it was all about your goals and dreams and stuff and and I was reading this book and very quickly after that my life changed completely I had six auditions believe it or not for the Coca-Cola Olympic torch relay and um, it, it was a real lengthy process and I got that and then at the time I met my partner then um, and then you know just life my life literally changed uh, and then after that um, was when I sort of started saving for the place obviously with my then partner um, and that's just led me towards the dresses and and I've read that book I read it every I don't know couple of months it's by my bed side and you you li really listen to it for a few weeks and it sort of goes away a bit and then you read it again and then it goes back in your head but I, I genuinely genuinely believe that uh, that book changed my life and um you know I, I actually do think that I have a lot to thank for for my success from that way of thinking yeah. I don't know whether I don't know whether it's the book that changed my life or if it was my new outlook on life that changed yeah. my life, which is probably what it is, but um, yeah. it works for me. I guess it's what the book gave you changed your life. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it but was, sometimes it, I just open it on any random page and just read it and you can find, and just things make sense in your life. It's yeah, weird. Definitely. And I've never been into stuff like that at all, but then I read The Secret and yeah, it's, if, if you haven't read it and you're listening, then you need to go and read it. 100%, definitely. Yeah, last question for you. So obviously everybody who listens to the show is an entrepreneur. So what is one piece of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur? 
Um, I would say probably just do it. You know, we, we have these ideas and we sometimes think about them for so long and then you sit back 10 years later and you go, I wish I'd done that. I wonder if I'd done that. But, you know, I learned it from the shop that it was just thrust upon me within a few days. And I was lucky that it was because I, I probably would have thought, oh, should I do it? Shall I not do it? And I would have always looked back and thought, I wonder if I'd got that shop there, if it, you know, but I do think you, you do have to just do things. If you've got an idea, start the ball rolling, get it, get moving on it, because you can always learn from it if it doesn't work. But, um, you know, don't sit and procrastinate because life's short and, you know, you might have something really, really amazing that could change your life. Um, but you won't know until you just do it, as Nike would say. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for being a guest on my show. Tell the listeners, where can they find you if they want to follow your journey? Okay, thank you. So we're on Instagram, uh, Riri's Boutique. Um, obviously, our shop's in Billericay High Street. Uh, and I'm also on YouTube, uh, which is my new channel, and it's under Ria Carroll. Fabulous. I will pop all of those links in the show notes so people can find you. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening. If you liked this episode of my podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I'll see you all next time. Bye.